0: Good morning, good morning, Tallahassee, 1130 a.m., 94.1, Wave 94. You're listening to Escape to Heaven, Uh, Marcia Cardi, Servant of the Lord from Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ, and I just want you to know that, yes, there is another existence, another world, another kingdom, and we can escape, however... As we're preparing to escape, there are many, many others that need our help. And so we have been empowered and anointed to help others. And so on our way to escape, uh, the question becomes, are we ready to also serve? Because we know that the kingdom of God is at hand. And in order to serve, you have to figure out, well, what is it that we're supposed to do, even as we're simultaneously escaping to heaven. You know, the kingdom of God is within us, so therefore we can always find peace and joy and, uh, by praying, by meditating, by stopping and being still. And that allows us to escape within, right? But there are many, many millions of people that need you I need you to bring to them what God, what Jesus has given unto us. Amen? So if we go to Luke, just to understand what I'm saying, when Jesus came on the scene and John the Baptist had been there and baptizing people and getting them ready, uh, and even John mentioned how I baptize you with water, but one is coming that will baptize you with the Holy Ghost fire and uh there was a moment when john the baptist had been uh placed in prison and he wanted to know like is um is jesus the one is he the coming one or do we look for another and so um he sent his his disciples john sent his disciples to jesus to ask that question And at the very same hour, the Bible says, Luke 7, verse 21, at that very hour, Jesus cured many of infirmities, afflictions, evil spirits, and to many blind, Jesus gave sight. So he answered them and said, Go and tell John the things you have seen and heard, that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor have the gospel preached to them, and blessed is he who is not offended because of me. So that right there, that phrase capture, in a nutshell, the works of Jesus. Before we can contemplate, are we going to serve the kingdom of God we have to first understand what does serving the kingdom mean? Uh, I know that it's easy for us to give our money and uh, buy this and buy that. And you see the homeless on the street and you put a dollar, five dollars in their hands, or you see a lady that have a lot of children and you go buy food and put it in the house. Oh, that's easier than what, the works really are. I'm going to pray, <laughs> Father, I ask you to bless us today as your word goes forth on Radio Land. Lord, bless the hearer, but God bless your servant that I give the word that you desire me to give today. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, we need to understand what are the works, and then we have to aspire to do those same works that Jesus did, because Jesus was serving the kingdom of God. Amen? And over in Luke, the um, eighth chapter, and I'm turning in my Bible, so I hope that you are as well. And... um Here we're looking at Luke, the 8th chapter, starting at verse 22. And it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples, and he said, okay, let's go over to the other side. And he fell asleep. A windstorm came, and the boat was filling with water, and they were in jeopardy. And they woke him up saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. And Jesus arose and rebuked the wind and waging of the water, and they ceased, and there was calm. Again, that is the works of Jesus. Amen? He could actually impact, I believe as Elijah did, the weather. And and he looked at them and said, where is your faith? And they were afraid and marveled and said, who can this be? Who is Jesus <laughs> that he can command even the winds and waters, and they obey him? And um, they sailed over to the other side, which was the opposite of Galilee, of Encideritis, and that's actually where a lot of the Gentiles lived. And when he stepped out on the land, he met a certain man from the city who had demons for a long time. He wore no clothes. Uh, He lived in a house, not not in a house, but he lived in the tombs. And here's what he said when he saw Jesus. He cried out, fell down before him with a loud voice. He said, what have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? So now we are getting an inkling of understanding of who is Jesus, who could perform the works that uh, were told to John the Baptist. I beg of you, do not torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For it had often seized him, and even though he was kept under guard, bound with chains and shackles, he broke those off and was driven by the demon into the wilderness. Jesus asked him, saying, What is your name? And it said, Legion, because many demons had entered him. And the demons begged him that he would not command them to go out into the abyss. And they begged him so much. There was a herd of swine over there on the mountain, and they begged him, please let us go into the mountain, into those swine that is on the mountain. And he permitted them. So the demons went out of the man entered the swine, and um, again, the works of Jesus. If you are desiring to serve the kingdom of God by ministering to those that are lost, and there's so many lost, you have to understand what the works of Jesus are before you say yes. Amen. (laughs) I even think there's a section in here where it talks about if you are desirous of serving. And I think that's over in Luke, the ninth chapter. It says, um, starting with the 23rd verse, it says, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. So you want to be a servant? Okay, first step, understand what Jesus does and make sure that that's what you want to have the ability to do as well. Uh, Deny yourself, take up your cross daily, and that means be willing to be ridiculed or, or fought against, either spiritually or physically or in different circumstances, and then commit to following Jesus. For whosoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for Jesus' sake will save it. Okay? So that's pretty much one of the requirements, the main requirement of following Jesus and becoming a servant to what Jesus is doing. If we go back to Luke, the 8th chapter, we'll see that... um a man named Jairus came to Jesus, and he was a ruler, fell down and begged Jesus to come to his house because he had one only one daughter, 12 years old, and she was dying. And um, as Jesus was walking and the multitudes are thronging among him, a woman having a, an issue of blood for 12 years had spent all her money, could not be healed, came behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her flow of blood stopped. And Jesus said, who touched me? Everyone denied it. No one touched you. And then Peter said, Master, everybody's touching you. (laughs) The multitudes are pressing against you. And, And why would you say, who touched me? But Jesus said, someone touched me. And when he said that, someone touched me with faith, knowing that I can heal them. I perceived power going out from me. Now, when the woman saw that she was exposed, she came forth trembling and fell down before him and told him the reason why she had touched him and how she had been healed immediately. And Jesus said, daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. So he told her to go in peace. Uh, Meanwhile, while he was talking, someone screamed out to Jairus, your daughter has died. No need troubling the master now. But when Jesus heard it, he said, do not be afraid. Only believe she will be made well. So the first thing he did, and we're talking so we could gain understanding about the works of Jesus, especially if some of us are thinking that we want to serve as well. Well, he made everyone go out of the house except his three disciples, Peter, James, John, and the father and mother of the child. Then he said, do not weep. She's not dead. She's just sleeping. And they ridiculed him, knowing that he's dead, but he put them all outside. Now he put them all outside, all, including his disciples. Took her by the hand and called, saying, little girl, arise. So this is the works of Jesus, amen? And then her spirit returned and she arose immediately. and And he, Jesus, commanded that she be given something to eat. In order for us to serve the kingdom of God as Jesus did, Jesus would have to impart into you and I as he did with the 12 disciples. Luke 9, verse number 1 says, Jesus called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases and sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick told them not to take anything, uh, nothing, and to go out and do what he has given them the authority to do. And they did that. And they went preaching, healing everywhere. That's what they did because that's what he anointed them to do. And even when they had all the multitude following them and the people had nothing to eat. They watched Jesus again. Here come the works of Jesus again. They watched Jesus, and it was like 5,000 men, so maybe another another 5,000 for the women and children. Who knows? But he took five loaves of bread and two fish that they had found, and he blessed them looking up to heaven. And then he gave them to the disciples to set before the multitude. Now, that's 5,000 to 10,000 people or more. And only five loaves of bread and two fish. And those five loaves, two fish fed all those people. And there were 12 baskets left over. How did that happen? How? Jesus. Remember when God created the image of himself over there in Genesis first chapter verses 26 through 28, it said he created them male and female created he them. And it talks about how he blessed them. Okay. I always like to read it because it's so pertinent to everything. And uh, he said, let them, have dominion over the fish, over the birds, over the cattle, over the earth, and all creeping things. Bless them. And God said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth. Subdue it. Have dominion over the fish, over the birds, over every living thing that moves on the earth. So what we see Jesus doing In Luke, the ninth chapter, where he took five loaves of bread and two fish and fed thousands of people, is an example of the blessing that God himself released upon the creation of his image. Jesus is showing us that this is what God has created us to do. As a servant of the Lord, we should expect to be able to do the very same thing. Over in Luke, the 10th chapter, so we understand that the 12 disciples, he really sent them to uh, go to the Jews, if I'm not mistaken. There was a statement in the Bible to that effect. Okay? And so they were sent not to the Gentiles, they were sent to the Israelites, not just to Jews, but to the Israelites. So later in Luke, the 10th chapter, we see that he's appointed 70 others and sent them two by two into every city and place. And he says, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves. Carry neither money bag, knapsack, sandals, and greet no one along the road. I'm going to stop there. I just heard something. As a servant of the Most High, we live a kind of secluded lifestyle to a degree that as he's sending them out, he's telling them to not mingle. That's what that means. Do not mingle. So you can't be a servant and also actually doing everything that the persons that you desire to serve are doing. Uh, you're. That's what he said. Talk to you, no one. Um, he also says, um, whatever city you enter, if they receive you, you can eat. Uh, heal the sick and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. And if you're not received, just, you know, wipe off the dust off of your foot. But it doesn't matter because the kingdom of God has still come near to them. Because why? The 70 disciples have gone out and proclaimed the kingdom of God, which means when the kingdom of God is there, the works that we saw Jesus do now are permitted, are almost mandated to manifest in the realm of the earth. And so if I but touch you with the kingdom with the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come near thee. Jesus said that in another part of the Bible. So when the 70 disciples returned and they were really sent out to the rest of the environment, the rest of the world in that immediate area. So the 12 went to the Israelites, the 70 went, for lack of a better word, to the Gentiles. And uh, Luke, the 10th chapter, verse number 17 says, then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, Even the demons are subject to us in your name. And Jesus said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I gave you, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. So that is an important key for all of us that are servants of the Most High. Don't get it twisted. Yes, it is good that you are serving the kingdom that are you? That you're performing the works that Jesus did. You're casting out demons, uh, recovery of sight to the blind, the lame is walking, all of that, perfect. But understand that it's more important that you live a life that ensures that your name is written in the book in heaven. Amen. <laughs> that that's more important. And so here's what Jesus did. He rejoiced as well, and he said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you've hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows who the Son is except the Father, and who the Father is except the Son, and the one to whom... The Son wills to reveal him, and so that's another component of going out as a servant of the Lord. Uh, you must know that you must know that you know that you know who you are working with and for. That Jesus is the Son of God, and God is the Father of the Son, and that you have become, you know, family children of God, and that is measured by your obedience. Uh, There's somewhere in here, I was reading this morning, about um, how those that love, see if you, you, I think that might be in John the 14th chapter, let me go there, I think I remember reading it there, yes, okay. So John, the 14th chapter, because it's important that we know who is Jesus. that's the one you're saying you want to be a servant do what he did oh really so 14 chapter verse number 6 Jesus said I am the way the truth and the life L-I-F-E no one comes to the father except through me so Jesus is our gateway to the relationship that we are to maintain with the father as well And if you had known Jesus, he said, then you've known my father also, because Jesus is now no longer on the earth, okay, because he's gone up to the father. So uh, one of the disciples, I believe it was Philip, was uh, talking with Jesus, and Jesus then said, well, you have to believe that I am in the father and the father's in me, or at least believe that Believe me, believe me for being the Son of God based upon the works that I have done. Amen? So we cannot go out to be a servant of, of the Lord and not know in our hearts of hearts that Jesus really is the Son of God, that there is a God, and that the works are also of God, and that Jesus has imputed to us through the anointing the ability and the capacity, the authority and power to do the same thing and that we have power and authority over the works of the enemy and over serpents and scorpions. So he said, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, in the name of Jesus, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. This is what Jesus is saying. If you love me, keep my commandments. These are all requirements of serving in the kingdom of God. Yes, we want to escape to heaven. However, we have been anointed, appointed, ordained, so that Jesus can be justified. Amen? And and uh, Jesus also said, I will pray the Father. He will give you another helper that he may abide with you, abide with you forever. And that's the spirit of truth, Holy Spirit, whom the world cannot see because it neither sees him or knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. So that's the most important thing. You want to serve the kingdom of God. Okay. You must be sure, first of all, that you know the works that you are expected to do, that you know who Jesus is, that you know what Jesus has done, and that you yourself have to love Jesus, and your love is measured by your obedience to the Word of God. Not the works, not the miracles. That doesn't exemplify That you love God. That is just Jesus delivering the loss through you as a vessel. But you must ensure, as Jesus said, that your name is written in the books in heaven. Amen. And then also, you must be filled with the Comforter, the Holy Spirit. Let me pray right now. Father God, I thank you for your word today. I thank you, Lord, for letting us know that it is not... For us to escape to heaven, but to also be willing to serve and to understand, God, what is required to serve. I ask you, Father, to bless us today, anoint us afresh. Lord, just fill us with your Holy Spirit. Allow us to love you even the more and to have the compassion, Lord, that you had when you came out of the wilderness, Lord. And let us remember to speak about your kingdom, talk about your kingdom. Preach your kingdom to the poor who didn't have assets before, but now they do because of you. Blessings upon your children. Blessings upon the saints. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Look forward to being with you next week. And go out there and be the servant that God has called you and I to be. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Bye. see your loved ones, mm, yeah.